We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. morning everyone wrapping up the work week you're tuned in to the roto grinders nba morning grind manageable eight game slate but a lot of moving parts the chief and i are here to break it down for friday night will priester it's gonna be a fun friday night slate yeah man absolutely um it's gonna be very fun so i'm excited we get to break this thing down, a couple good games, and uh, let's see if we can help people ride it to the money. Yeah, last night's four-game slate was really, really, really messy. Time to turn the page and talk about an eight-gamer. A lot of moving parts, so let's just get right into it. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Boston and Denver tipping off at 7 Eastern. And... You know what? Denver is not playing great defense. They're actually playing at a decent little pace. So I think you can you can have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in your ta- in your player pool, no problem. Jokic all the way up at eleven seven. That price starts to get a little bit tricky. Jamal Murray in that game, sixty four hundred on DK, finally playing around thirty minutes, getting around six times value. Good to see him doing his thing the last couple of games. This isn't a game I generally would like to target, uh, generally speaking. What are your thoughts, Mitch? Yeah, I'm actually in on Jamal Murray right now. Um, This is kind of what we've been waiting for, for him to hit the minutes mark in it. But he's also been shooting a lot better, you know, overall, just in general. So uh, I like what I'm seeing here the last few games with the shooting. Um, 
So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about Jamal Murray against against the Boston Celtics on the road a little bit here. Um, he's absolutely my favorite Nugget player. I don't feel bad fading Jokic. Like his upside hasn't been what it was in recent years, and it shouldn't be. Quite honest with you, right? Like with Jamal Murray back, playing more minutes, taking a few shots away, taking a few of those other stats away, probably taking a little bit of the usage away. Like we shouldn't expect Jokic to have seventy points every game. Like he, they needed him to do that last year with no Murray, but now that it's the Murray and Jokic show, uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to be needed to do that. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, not have to play Jokic every slate and uh, see what happens. Jason Tatum, I like him on pretty much every slate because he seems to always be an afterthought, and he has really taken the leap over the last, like, eight months of basketball. We saw him in the second half of last season in the playoffs, cold-blooded. And now the thing is with Jason Tatum, he's averaging, let's see, 49, pushing 50 DraftKings points per 36 minutes this season. He's played more than 36 minutes in eight out of 11 games this season. So if this game is competitive, which I think it should be, Jason Tatum is one of the best pure tournament plays on this slate, I think. And it, the 10K sticker shock, I still feel like follows Tatum around because maybe people aren't willing to accept that Tatum has solidified himself as like a top five NBA player, maybe. Like he's knocking on the door at top five. If he's not chief, we can't go too far off a tangent, but uh, I like Tatum a lot because I think it'll be competitive and he could play 40 minutes in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he absolutely could play 40 minutes. And, and and Tatum has actually been, even outside of DFS streets, he's been – I'm so sorry, folks. Excuse me. He's pretty much been a prop gold mine as well, Luch. Like, you know, most games this season, he's been scoring more than 26.5 points, 27.5, has been going over that PRA, points, rebounds, assists has been going over fantasy point totals. And so I think the sites are beginning to adjust up and adjust up and adjust up. Uh, but this is definitely a guy that uh, if the game is tight, you know, we could see him go off for you know 50 plus fantasy points. The problem is he's consistently now loops in the upper forties to 50. And so that's why we're seeing this 10 K price. He does have 60, point upside. I think if you're mass multi-airing, multi of course, you get a little piece of them. Um, but if you fade them, I wouldn't say, oh, you're making a mistake. Because the price tag is there. Yeah, I agree. And Denver quietly is playing at a top 10 pace and a bottom third of the league defensive efficiency. So there is some fantasy production to be found in the Denver Nuggets game so far this season. Malcolm Brogdon is out. Other than that, not a lot of injury news in this one. Anything else you want to mention, or should we move on? No, I am good. Well, there's a game with a lot more red on the screen here. Phoenix in Orlando, Chief. And Chris Paul is questionable. This is yeah, a 7 game. Thankfully, this thing's not out west, so we should have this news. Chris Paul's questionable. Cam Johnson is going to be out for a couple months. Um, so Devin Booker's still sub 9,500, you know, Michael Bridges did his thing, put 43 minutes and went for almost 60 DraftKings points the other night, Chief. I know 
I know, I know, I know. You locked Devin Booker in the other night, and you almost had the nuts, brother. But so, what are you going to do with Phoenix again on Friday? Well, I mean, they're playing the Orlando Magic, and uh, I mean, I, I'm expecting something similar to happen here again if Chris Paul is out. Devin Booker's at 9,400. Don't care. Uh, I'll go right back to the well for a guy that's going to be doing it all. And I like what I saw in terms of the overall production. Loops. 32 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds. I'm not saying he's going to have 10 assists this game, but it, but for the that type of peripheral uh, action to be, we know the scoring is there. The peripherals are what are going to, is what the peripherals will get him over the hump. And so if we can see him be Devin Booker and a hybrid of Chris Paul, still put up 30, but still get close to double digit assists and pick up a handful of rebounds and light turnovers. I mean, we could be looking at another 55 to 60 point performance yet again. Uh, Mikel Bridges is now 6,500. I put on a a clinic the other night against Minnesota, Um, 31 points. My gosh, but I'm not expecting that here uh, against the Orlando Magic. I took the fade on Mikel the other night. It did not work. Uh, Probably going to take the fade again, hopefully. But, uh, you know, I – it's the Devin Booker show for me. I I know campaign put up 40-plus. He's now 5,700. Um, so, you know, I – it's the Devin Booker show mainly. Yeah, I wonder what his assist prop's going to open up at. Is that – you target that when Chris Paul's out, Devin Booker dimes? Mm, not exactly. But okay. we'll, we'll have to see. My, my assumption is it comes out at four and a half, five and a half because of the big game. Um, if it's four and a half, I'm probably interested – Five and a half, not so much. Oh, DeAndre Ayton, I'm so sorry, guys. I, God, I had him uh, highlighted here at 6,200. I know he didn't have a good game against Minnesota. I don't care. Um, he should be able to eat here with these guys out. How many of these sons can you play together? Um, I, I would say two, maybe. Two, I think, would be my max. Tory Craig played 26 minutes. Um, I think there are some thoughts that maybe minutes could go to Damian Lee, but they didn't. Doesn't mean that'll happen again. Just worth noting. Um, yeah, I mean, campaign is still very much in play, I think, at 5,700. But, yeah, I'm with you on Booker. Bridges, I, I'm always on the wrong side of the bridge. <laughs> I really <laughs> am always on the wrong side of the bridge. But, you know, if we're going to get 40 minutes out of the guy, I think he has a pretty high floor and – Really, his ceiling is, is there. Is he going to drop 30 real points again? I, I I would think not, but, you know, I can't fault you for playing some bridges on Friday. Yeah. Uh, the Duke, the former Duke prodigy is questionable for Orlando. He's up to 8,700. Yeah, I, I probably oh, – I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what does that do for you if he's out? Uh, not not much. Like I'm not a big believer in the Orlando Magic, especially if he's out with these guys priced up. Like Jalen Suggs at 6100. Like that feels like fairly expensive to me. Franz Wagner at 6900. That also feels expensive against a team that should be fairly good defensively overall. Now, I know they're missing some pieces, but I don't think Chris Paul being out is going to cripple their defense. So. Uh, I, I'm not too interested. Bowl, bowl, 6,700. Like, come on, these guys are way overpriced, I think, for this spot. So I'm not going to be too interested 
in these uh, in these Orlando match players. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Franz Wagner has been great this year. He's just getting to that point where does he do enough peripheral wise or defensively to have that ceiling? I mean, he's scored twenty plus points and uh, for the last five games, he's been really good. Now, some of the damage was done without Jalen Suggs. I know he's got fifty point upside once in a while. He's hit it once this season. I just can't see that happening against the Phoenix Suns. So I'm not super interested in Orlando. And if Banchero plays, then I'm probably not going to have any of them. Yeah, I get it. How about Detroit and the Knicks? Another game that just seems blah and slow. But here we are. Here we are. Mitchell Robinson is still out for the Knicks. I thought Obi Toppin was going to continue his uh, solid play since this Minnesota breakout game didn't happen. Uh, the Knicks are fairly priced, but, you know, they all kind of eat up at each other's usage. Julius Randle's finally bringing together uh, some some good games. He's shooting the ball really well from three, which is worrying me a little bit here. But I think, you know, some of these Knicks will probably pop in models across the industry because of their uh, very affordable prices and their high floors. Yeah, I, I, I am going to start with Detroit. What I will say is if Cade is back in the fold at 7,200, I like him a lot in this spot against the Knicks. The Knicks have, over the past few seasons, there's, there's one position they've been terrible against, and nothing's changed this year that I've seen, and that's the point guard position, Luch. Like, they point guards have torched them repeatedly. If Cade is in at 7,200, we see the prices come back down to earth now. This is a great spot to get some Cade Cunningham shares uh, on DraftKings at 7,200. Uh, Jaden Ivey, I know he had a really good game the other night. Uh, if 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 Cade is out, he could probably have another really good game. Uh, I really, really, really wish Mr. Bogdanovich would just decide how well he's going to play. I mean, he's starting to fall off of a cliff over the past few games, uh, so perhaps he picks it back up. But I do think the Detroit Knicks, as boring as this game seems, I think the Detroit uh, Pistons have a few pieces if Cade is out in that 5K range uh, that, that we can we can get rolling with. One of those other 5K pieces being Isaiah Stewart. Uh, if you hop over to the Knicks, you know, once again, you know, Randall, RJ, these guys are playing minutes. Uh, you know, they're producing. But I don't feel like any of them are must plays. Like Jalen Brunson could go off for 40, but he's 6,800. Uh, he doesn't feel like a must play. R.J. Baird is 6,600. He could go off for 40, but in a general sense, he's not going to be a 40-point scorer this year. Julius Randle, you know, was down in the, uh, at least on FanDuel, I think last time I played, he was 7,200. He's 7,900 on DK tonight. Uh, he, he could be fine, but I don't feel like he'll be completely necessary. Uh, I'm probably more interested in Detroit because of the pricing. Not a whole lot of interest in the Knicks here because of the pricing. I like Jaden Ivey on DraftKings at 5,700, regardless of Cade's status. He's really racking up the peripherals, and he's a consistent scorer. So I really like to see that out of him. 6,600 on FanDuel. 6,700, excuse me, is a little, little too expensive for me. However, if Cade's out, I still think Ivy's ownership will be in check a little bit because of his price. So I, I think he turns into a tournament play on FanDuel. So I, I like the Ivy call a lot. I think that's where my head's at as well. Uh, Sadiq Bay, super volatile, but he's in the mid 5K range on both sites. If Cunningham's out, he, he's, you know, 
pretty risky boomer bust, but you know, he does have seven X upside of 5,700. I'm probably setting a build rule here. And like, I don't want more than two. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pistons on any of my lineups kind of thing. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Toronto and OKC. Siakam is still out. Fred Van Fleet has been an absolute monster. 8,400 on DK. Scotty Barnes, 8K. OG, 7,100. Gary Trent is still sub 6K. We saw OG and Van Fleet have absolute field days against Houston in a great matchup. Scotty Barnes was just average at his price, and Gary Trent was disappointing. I thought he was going to light up Houston in that game. Oh, as did I. And, I. and I took his prop over 18 and a half points. And, I mean, he finished with 11 points. Only took a few shots. Uh, yeah, very frustrating. Very frustrating. So, on FanDuel, we have OG up at 85, Barnes at 77. Gosh, it's so tough for me to play them on a big slate at those prices. I'm totally okay with playing Van Fleet at 8,800. And uh, – Van Fleet could have dropped 70 last game. He really could have. He scored 30 real points in uh, two of his last three games. And the reason I like Van Fleet so much is Pascal Siakam handles the ball so much in that offense. He's actually top 15 in the NBA in potential assists. So when Siakam's out, Fred Van Fleet is picking up so many more assist chances. Now, that didn't happen because he had the hot hand um, and dropped 30 real points. But a couple of games ago in, against Chicago, he had 30 and 11. God forbid this guy had, you know, a three or four steal game or something like that. And, you know, I'm on board with the Fred Van Fleet train against OKC. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I don't I don't hate that at all. He's a guy that should, should eat. I do feel like this is a spot we can go right back to the well on Gary Trent. Now, if he doesn't get it done this game, I'd be shocked. But one thing, one of the things I saw in Houston, he had four less shots than, than his kind of usual, right? He's anywhere in that 12 to 15 range. Only took eight shots against Houston, which was uh, abnormal, shall we say, uh, for a guy that usually has double-digit shot attempts. Um, so I, I think we could go back to the well. I don't feel like he's a guy that we have to play, but we we could play him. And so that's you know that's kind of where I am with with Gary Trent there. Uh, you know, OG had a big game. OG at seventy-one hundred on DK is definitely uh, a good spin. He was he was over eight K. Uh, on FanDuel the other night, and my assumption is he's coming in over 8K yet again. So if you're game log, if you're game log watching, just remember OKC played a 2 OT game against Milwaukee. 
SGA is still only 9,200. I don't care what the matchup is. He has crazy ceiling at that price. The big news here for me, in my opinion, is that whatever leash Josh Giddy was on is finally off because he played 44 minutes of that two OT game. He's 6,500. And uh, Poku, Poku played 39 minutes. Poku's a real part of this rotation at 5,200. So I do like all these Thunder guys, those three in particular. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play more than two of these guys. Toronto is not my favorite matchup, right? But I definitely would have pieces of those three guys in my player pool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Um, we should, I mean, I, I, so the thing that trips me out about OKC, and I know I'm kind of pausing here for a dramatic effect, but all these guys don't poke like they're all playing minutes. Even the other night, Cambridge Williams is creeping, creeping in, playing minutes. Like, I mean, how many of these guys can you trust? Because essentially, this should be a good spot for them. Uh, playing against Toronto down a few pieces, like I, I think this could be a good spot. But about the only person I actually want to play is SGA. Now, we talked about Josh Giddy. You mentioned him. Like, if, if the training wheels are off, then he could be a great play as well. How many how many OKC guys are you comfortable playing, similar to kind of the Detroit situation against the Knicks? If Cade is out, you've got these this odd collection of 5K guys from Detroit. Well, OKC has given us that in their normal rotation with Dort and some of these other pieces. Like, how many pieces are you comfortable playing from OKC here? in this mid-range. Trey Mann's playing minutes. You know, it's like, what what do we do here? One mid-range guy, but my preference is Poku, at least on DK, because of his price. In general, I don't, like, if I'm playing a single entry, probably not playing more than two Thunder guys together, and I don't think they'd be giddy in SGA. Now, SGA is up to 10-1 on FanDuel. I have a little less interest in him there. What do you think about that FanDuel price? Probably a fade for me. Yeah. Getting 50 at 9,200 is a lot better than 50 at 10-1, right? Yeah, 50 at 10-1 is kind of not helping me because if I get a 6K guy that puts up 43, like that's way more valuable. Uh, it's a tough, a tough spot because you have Jaw on the slate, you have Van Fleet, you have De'Aaron Fox at AK, you have Steph, you have Kate Cunningham, you have Darius Garland, you have Westbrook, six man Westbrook, and there's no LeBron. Spoiler alert: you have cheap Jamal Murray at point guard. You know, shooting guard, you're gonna have Devin Booker. I mean, he's gonna be a, no one's gonna play him at ten one. So I mean, if you're throwing a large field dart and you're playing Van Fleet, I, I don't like that's the spot you run a. That's, you know, you want to play SGA in large field stuff, I think, if you know, especially if you're playing one of the Raptors with them. I'm fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's get on to a game where there might be a little more offense. And we're going to have to talk about the Bucks. We're going to have to talk about the Bucks. And Javon Carter shot the ball 27 times. How about yes, them apples? Yes, he did. So at these prices, 
Bobby Porter, 7K on DK. Brooke Lopez, 6,300. Javon Carter, 53. Grayson Allen, 51. Uh, Bo Camp, who I probably did not pronounce correctly, played 30 minutes for the Bucks. Overtime, he did play a significant, I would say significant minutes of time. So that is counting towards that. If, if people haven't looked, like he didn't play a true 30 minutes. That was an overtime 30 minutes. Yeah, he's still really cheap, though. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I just wanted people to know, like, he didn't actually play 30 minutes regulation. And George Hill played 35 minutes and only shot the ball six times. So I know he's 3,900, but he's, he scares me with what his upside actually is. So I think George Hill might be my least favorite buck at this point. Uh, listen, Brooke Lopez had a hell of a game. You can play pretty much anybody. I had in. tons of Brooke Lopez the other night, but don't remind me how I had the nuts and still didn't win. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to because we're going to keep talking about the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do you rank these Bucks based on their price and everything like that? I, I can tell you one thing, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. I'm going right back to Bobby Porter's even at 7 Yeah, a. absolutely. That, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm not going to let that one game fool me. Portis, Carter, Lopez, Allen. I think that's my – I think that I think those are my rankings. Yeah, I want to I want to see more of Javon Carter. I mean, he, I know he's bounced around to a couple of teams. Did you see his uh, post game interview? That floating around? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, it wasn't how are you feeling this morning, but it was like when do you know? Um, let me see. What was the specific phrase they it's asked? Something him? like when did you know you were gonna have it today or something? Yeah, wh- yeah. At what point in the game did you know you had it? He's like, oh, when I woke up. <laughs> that was it. Stone yeah. Cold. I, I yeah. want to. I might run it back with him. If, I don't care what the price tag is. Like if like it just might be one of those sequences where projections might have him going for five x because it's Javon Carter and look at the historical data. But I'm willing to just see him do it again, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's got absolutely. a fantastic matchup. Let's oh yeah. Pull up Fanduel. Um, Grayson Allen five k. Oh dear, let's see. Brooke Lopez sixty-seven. Bobby Port is fifty-eight hundred. Fanduel, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. Like tomorrow, tomorrow's tomorrow's one of those slates where I'm almost gonna have to get in there. How much is Javon Carter on Fanduel, by the way? Fifty-one. I mean, that's still worth it, even if he puts up twenty-eight. Like that's not gonna going to uh, to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Brooke Lopez is the tournament play at 6,700, I think. I, I like, I like Brooke a lot. Um, center only on FanDuel, a little bit tougher. At least you have a utility slot on DK. Uh, but I'm with it. Right back to Bobby Porras. He's a no brain, no brainer cash game play on FanDuel at 5,800 and most likely the same deal even at 7K on DraftKings, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if Bobby gets cooking, right, as he should, that might put a hinder on Javon Carter's usage. Like, like maybe I don't play them together for tournaments. Yeah, but, I mean, he's not going to be on the field the whole time. Like, I mean, he's not going to be on the court the whole, the whole time. I don't mind playing them together when, I mean, he should essentially still come out here and be bombs away against San Antonio. Now, if he was playing Boston or – uh, let's see what's another good defensive team this year so far. 
anyway, good, a good defensive team. I might be slightly afraid. But facing the San Antonio Spurs, I don't really feel bad about Roland Carter out here. I think the main thing is understanding that Drew and Giannis and Middleton just aren't playing. I mean, isn't this guy going to come back out and continue to shoot yet again? I mean, even if he only scores 18 real points, that's over half of his fantasy production. Even if he scores 15 real points, Luke, that's over half of his fantasy production. So, I, I, and I'm expecting him to score at least 15 points here. So, uh, I, I, I'm back on the on the Carter well on the Carter train a, a great deal here. Yeah, I, I like them both. I'm with you. The Spurs, we know uh, they're a fantasy gold mine. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks own the best defensive efficiency in the NBA, but this isn't the Milwaukee Bucks because they're down three of their main starters. You know, Giannis, Drew, and Middleton are such a key cog to that defensive efficiency. Listen, critical. I mean, critical levels. Uh, shout out to Chris Middleton as well. Uh, I think his his dad passed away. Um, so didn't know that. Uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to Chris. Chris, Chris Middleton is actually local from where I'm, where I'm, the area I live in, Charleston area. Oh, wow. Um, so, so yeah, uh, shout shout out to him. And uh, sorry for your loss. I know he's not listening to this podcast, but, um, you know, hopefully his family is doing okay. Yeah, for sure. That That's sad to hear. Damn. Um, you're going to make me segue back to fantasy basketball talk. Now after that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. trying. I'm trying here. Man, that stinks. And, you know, it sucks because he just can't get on the court this year either. He's been hurt too. But, yeah. Know, we still have some time, you know, with his family. And, uh, yeah, I think some of the guys came to visit him. I think they were in Atlanta. They played that Atlanta game, and I think they came, swung by to visit him and you know check on his family, which was which was cool. Anybody else um, local from the Charleston area that that hoops? Uh, I think Aaron is Aaron Neesmith from here. I don't know. I, th- I think I think Aaron Neesmith is the the other guy. Um, let's see. An, another local this this wouldn't be Charleston, but it's the uh Lancaster Lancaster County area. My cousin coached this guy, uh Cinderius Thornwell. Didn't have much of a of an NBA career, but college career, man, at South Carolina played really well. Um let's see. Hey, this could be fun. You know it could be fun. Whoever's listening, we know we have some listeners. And you like interacting with us about food since the bubble, if you listen to me and Chief. But if you're from a rural area, who's the best pro hooper to come out of your area? I'm curious. You know, there's probably. Yeah, definitely Chris Middleton here. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely Chris Middleton. Uh, Anywho, I guess we'll circle back to the Spurs and. You know, it's a great matchup. It could be a really nice game environment, but when they're all healthy, it's it's tough for me at these prices to really like the upside of any of them specifically. I do like Trey Jones under 6K if I'm picking one. Um, Jakob Hurdle I generally do like, but I don't know if I like the matchup against Brooke Lopez, although he's been really good. So, um, Keldon's having a great year. Vassell's been great, but, man, their prices are getting up there, Chief. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't feel like I have to play any Spurs, although it's probably the right call. I think I would say if I, I had to play one, I think I'd be in on, on Jakob in this spot for sure. Um, you know, Keldon at 71, he, he's okay. Uh, I Because of the spot, 
I could probably get away with a couple of these guys and, and be just fine. Um, so, yeah, I don't – they are priced up, but because of the spot, because of the situation, um, I think I'm okay with, with playing these guys. All right, on to another fun one. Minnesota. And this is a fun one. ESPN game, just, just in case anybody wants to know, this is the, this is an ES, the ESPN game uh, Friday night, the later one. Okay. Um, yeah, it could be a fun Friday night. Friday night spectacle. So Minnesota is just tough to want to play anybody when they're all at these prices and they're all healthy. They just aren't having the ceilings we've seen them flash from time to time last year. You know, you bring Rudy Gobert in the mix now. And Memphis isn't playing the best defense, and they play pretty fast, though. This is what I'm doing. If I'm multi-entering, hypothetically, I'm having the Timberwolves in my player pool. But honestly, between Towns, Gobert, Edwards, and Russell, I'm setting a max of one. I don't want more than one of these guys. I I don't think more than one of them typically have a ceiling game. Uh, so who's going to be? I don't know, but... Are they talented? Yeah. Do they have ceilings? Yeah. But boy, it's tough with them. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I don't think we have to play anyone from Minnesota. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to get burned once or twice a week. But if we stay the course, this is a team you just scratch off. You just quit worrying about them until their prices come back down to playable levels. Now, is Anthony Edwards' price at a playable level at 7500 Probably. Uh, do I want to play him? No. So I'm going to feel comfortable taking the fade, understanding that, you know, once or twice a week, Edwards or Gobert or Cat are going to burn us a little bit. How about Memphis? We'll jump over to that side. Desmond Bain up to 81. Good Lord, coming off a 30 real point game against the Spurs for a fantasy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gold mine, Desmond Bain's awesome. Jaw up to 10k. I, I mean, I, I have interest in both of them. I, you know, I'm not playing them together at those prices, but I want them both in my player pool for sure. Um, Steven Adams getting a lot of minutes in competitive games, he's definitely in play for tournaments too. He's dropping 40 50 point games and he's what in the 5k range. So I think these Grizzlies are definitely in the player pool, and I, I wouldn't really force a run back either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no need to force to just play the guys from Memphis. Now, Desmond Bain, I know he's been incredible. I'm not playing. I'm not playing him at 8100. I don't care how great he's been playing. Uh, just taking the fade, and uh, it's probably just Joffrey. Ja yeah. Yeah, I, I I respect that. I, I like. I mean, gun to head, I'd rather have John my player pool than Desmond Bain. But I mean, geez, 
Steven Adams has been good when he's seen the minutes, and they definitely fluctuate, but uh, he's certainly in play for tournaments as well. They're going to need his size for sure. How about Cleveland Golden State? Steph Curry up at 10-4, coming off a 47-real-point game against Sacramento. What are you doing here? I mean, this should be the Steph game of a lifetime, right? I mean, at home, they have been playing well on the road. Um, Cleveland's coming to town. Slightly tougher team because they've got some pieces that can, that can score. But, I mean, Curry's been incredible. I mean, 72 fantasy points the other night. Like, this is the upside we've wanted to see for the past couple seasons from his, you know, from three seasons removed. We just haven't been getting it. But now we're starting to see him really climb the pocket here, if you will, and uh, and, and really go to work. So I, I don't mind Steph here in tournaments overpaying a little bit to possibly see if he pulls out some more upside. Because really, they're going to need to lean on him for scoring. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, he's played really well this season overall. Is this a spot where he could get going? Maybe so. Uh, you look at Draymond at 5,800. Uh, is this a spot where they're going to need him for his defense? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but all in all, it, it's the Curry show here, man. It, it's the Curry show, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, you could say, oh, but it's Cleveland. Well, you know, he's shooting a lot, tons of usage. He's getting peripherals. He's averaging seven boards and almost seven assists a game, which is huge for him. And he's putting up – he put up mega games against Miami twice. Oh, he only had 45 against Phoenix. Well, he only played 30 minutes. He left seven to ten minutes on the table in a competitive game. So he is doing damage against teams that play lockdown defense and, and play relatively slow. So I'm totally okay with Curry as well. Wiggins, I mean, I just I don't think it's a spot for him at his price. I'm probably out if I'm playing a single entry team on everybody else on Golden State. Um, Darius Garland laid a dud. He was one for nine from the floor. I don't mind him in this pace up spot. I do worry about the guys that have to chase Curry around for most of the game though. I feel like you know they're more focused on the defensive end. And I feel like he's gonna be one of the guys chasing Curry around these, you know, damn ball screens a lot and exer- exerting a lot of their energy. I mean, that could just – that's, like, the most non-analytical take ever. That's, like, a basketball guy take, right? A basketball guy take. But uh, I, I like the price a lot still uh, on Garland, on DK. So, I don't mind him there. Bigs are the ones that usually do damage against Golden State. And Evan Mobley just isn't filling it up. He's very cheap. Very cheap. And, you know, he has a couple of decent games in the high 30s. He has one game over 40 DK points, but that's it. Um, maybe, just maybe this is a Jared Allen game. I just, I'm curious to see if they would leave him in the game against the Draymond Green at the five, uh, or if that would be an Evan Mobley thing. But I feel like Jared Allen is such a good defender that they would want to leave him out there. So I'm not really prioritizing anybody on Cleveland, but I don't mind Garland and I don't mind Jared Allen. Yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. Um, should be good. I mean, the the Golden State Warriors have strode a little bit inside this season, ironically. So this could be a big Allen game. Uh, Mobley is now down to a price where I think we can actually play him. Like, I, I just wasn't playing Mobley in that 6K range. 
because I just didn't feel like his upside was actually there with all these guys, but at 5,700, I think this is a spot we could actually kind of get back on board here. Karis LeVert had a big game against Sacramento, as he should have, but, man, I mean, with all these mouths to feed, I feel like his upside would take a hit a lot more consistently than uh, some of these other guys. So uh, I Mitchell, I don't mind. Garland, I don't mind. Allen, I don't mind. And believe it or not, Kevin Love is sneaky. Like, he's a guy, uh, uh, Luch, that I think I'm going to just – he's a mass multi-entry build every slate now because yeah. you don't know when the 40-point game is coming, but you know you're going to get 20. And so he's like the one guy where nobody's ever going to play him, but if you kept, if you just keep using him every night, you're going to catch him on one of these 40, 50-point nights and uh and you'll get rolling so i just wanted to put that out there for the people i did play some kevin love the other night didn't work out but he's going to be a staple of the mass multi-entry bill for me especially in matchups like this perfect time to potentially you don't have to do this but use kevin love as your conditional player and attach him to steph curry so if you have five or six kevin love shares floating around you know there was steph curry and then you just hope that the game's good and it's a shootout with Kevin Love lighting it up for Cleveland. That's, I mean, that's kind of a direction I would consider. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Our good friend Kevin Love, we have talked about him on many podcasts over the past two and a half years. I remember a couple podcasts we had um, in the bubble, maybe we were talking about trade destinations and where could Kevin Love go. But Kevin Love stayed loyal to the Cavs, didn't demand a trade or anything. And they were downright miserable for a while when we started recording these pods. And look at look where he is now. Look at the position he's in now. The Cavs are an Eastern Conference contender. Kevin Love's going to be playing some meaningful basketball. Good for him. We don't know how many seasons he has left. So it's kind of cool to see him in a good spot and at times being super productive. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you were to rank our good friends of the podcast, as we say, who, who would make our top five between Diallo, Kevin Love, <laughs> <laughs> they, they have to be in the top five of our good oh, friends. You, so, so it would be Diab- Diablo, uh, Kevin Love, and Bobby Boucher. Bobby Chris Boucher. I think it, it would probably be Boucher as a friend of the podcast. Like, why hasn't an NBA team just said, look, man, just what does it take to get to pry him from the hands of Toronto? Like, so here's the thing sometimes guys just need opportunity, right? Manute Bowl goes to Orlando and suddenly he's playing meaningful minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, look, it's Manute Bowl's son, but you know, it's, it's nickname time right now. But he go he goes to Orlando and suddenly he's playing meaningful minutes. And I think that's what we need with Mr. Boucher here. Dare we say Boucher could fit in with the Lakers? He might be their best three-point shooter when he gets there. All right. The Thunder have a million picks. Why not just let Boucher, you know, see what you got in Boucher, go to a, you know, a team that's struggling or something like that? Because clearly, Nick, like, Toronto hates him. We, we know Toronto, not Toronto, the city, but the Raptors organization does not want him playing basketball. Anyway, let's go on to the last game because this is very, very noteworthy here that LeBron James is definitely out. Anthony Davis is probable. Russell Westbrook, 7,300, and allegedly will still play off the bench. Lonnie Walker is questionable. 
So now what? Patrick Beverly's floating around at 4,600. He is a big boomer bus guy. Where do you prioritize Anthony Davis? And where do you prioritize Russell Westbrook on this slate? Oh, man. Uh, against Sacramento, you say? That's big time priorities. Like, I know AD's, t- AD's probably not as important to me. Uh, Russell Westbrook at 7,300, though, is important. I, I think this is a 40-plus fantasy point performance by Russ tonight, no, no doubt about it. I'm with you. I mean, he's hitting five, like five X-ish value with LeBron. And, and secretly, gonna... Troy Brown's going to play 35 minutes here. Secret, especially if Lonnie Walker's out. Like, Troy Brown's on my list today, for what it's worth. I like Troy Brown. I like when we can punt Troy Brown on, on some slates. And well, he is he is playing minutes, man. Like not even That's what I'm telling you. Secretly, he's going to play 35 minutes tonight against yeah. Sacramento. The other thing, too, Luch, is his, his PRA props have just been a little bit too low. Hopefully, we get him around 14, 15 this against Sacramento. Hammer the over. Hammer the over. I think we're going to see a big Anthony Davis game as well. I think there's a chance that maybe uh, it would need to be a perfect storm, but there's an outcome where AD and Westbrook are both optimal because Westbrook doesn't have to go nuclear at that price. Some other guys in his price range are just going to have to fail. Um, and AD could have a, you know, four block three steal game and drop 25 points, you know, 30 without LeBron. I, I see this as a big mismatch for Sabonis and whoever they're going to try and throw at him. So I do really like AD tonight a lot. Now, do you play anybody on Sacramento? Oh, and by the way, Pat Bev is in play. I mean, he's going to play 30-plus minutes too. He's super cheap. He could add that garbage gadgety game, and boom, Pat Beverly breaks the damn slate. It's definitely possible. Who I'm not sold on Pat Bev, but I get it. Yeah, I'm not sold on Pat Bev. Like, I don't ever feel good about it, but you know what he brings to the table. Scrappy, you know, steal, you know, steals and blocks counting stats. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sacramento, this should be a game where they can kind of move around and play a little bit as well. Fox, Malik Monk, uh, another guy, he's secretly playing 25, 30 minutes. I, I don't mind him in this spot as well at 4,500. Uh, Herter still big minutes. You know, this is this is good stuff here. So I don't hate him as well. So sorry. And uh, hopefully Mr. Sabonis can keep his hands to himself uh, because he's been playing okay recently. Like, you know, the fouls have kind of come back down, which are good. So 8,500, I don't hate him at all. Yeah, Malik Monk revenge game. A little something extra with the narrative, potentially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guess that's it, my friend. Wrapped up that slate. Good luck figuring out Milwaukee pieces. In conclusion, you're going to want to look at some Phoenix guys. You're going to want to play some Milwaukee value. Go back to Bobby Portis if you're playing cash games. Disregard the snowflake you laid. We're both kind of like Steph Curry for tournaments. And uh, the Lakers, AD and Westbrook, are squarely, squarely in play. 
Did I miss anything significant there? Fred Van Fleet as well. Good spot. Yeah. You missed nothing. All right. Where can the people find you on Twitter? Let's wrap it up. Uh, at Chief Justice 06 on the Twitter sphere. Do you have a check? Are you buying a check mark? Nope. Me Not either. buying a check mark at all. It's pretty nuts with all these fake accounts and people are getting like catfished by fake news. I saw Rich Eisen bought some Kyrie, like not bought, but Rich Eisen got fooled by some Kyrie Irving uh, release or trade news or something like that. It's going to, you know, you never, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Now you can't believe much anything on the Twitter.com, Chief. Yep, you could not. Um, just got to let it go. It's another love TKO. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. The Morning Grind will be back on Monday. So enjoy this Friday night NBA slate. Enjoy all the football action. And, of course, Roto Grinders has you covered for all the action over the weekend. For my guy over here, Will Priester, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a good weekend and good luck, everybody.